0: And welcome back to the Sideline Eye Podcast. You're welcome to our review show, and we're looking back at Arma's 10 point win over Down in the Ulster semi finals to end a 15 year wait for an Ulster final appearance. There's two happy men here today it's myself with Aaron Kiernan. And Aaron, 15 years is a long time, but the wait's over. We're in an Ulster final. Yeah. Um. To be fair, this is something that has been building. Um. And the
1: expectation. Uh, well, I suppose within the group and obviously us as supporters. And um, it has been huge. So yeah, for the boys to just to get to an Ulster final, I know they'll they want to win Ulster and they want to do bigger things. But um, I just think it's another box tick uh, in terms of just their development as a group and just taking a bit of confidence from it. Um, like. Clearly, we were favourites going into it, um, and I didn't have any fear. I was probably a bit nervous going into Cavan, uh, like I said last week. Maybe not in an arrogant way. I just I didn't have any fear at the weekend. I just thought we were we were too good. I thought we we just had too many. I suppose pluses in our group that I just didn't think that they could negate them all. Um, but still, you have to go out and win. You have to perform. You have to. I suppose adapt to whatever situations or tactics to throw in front of you. So on a horrible wet day in Clonus, um, we did what we had to do. Uh it probably was a weird enough game and that I thought we could score whenever the need was there. and um, I thought we could fairly handily hold them out. Um so it probably led to a damp enough atmosphere, which was surprising given the, you know the crowd that turned off for like Jesus, it was, it was unbelievable to see the numbers that was there, um, for a semi final and given the weather. But, um, yeah, just absolutely brilliant to be back and in the final feels like a lifetime ago, and, like it was so normal in 2008. Um, there was no real buzz or hype, or you wouldn't have seen a flag up anywhere. So, yeah, definitely it'd be different this time around for the next two weeks because it's a whole generation. The whole generation who doesn't know what it's like to see Armagh getting another final, or to have the hype about it uh, within a county. So, um, yeah, like I said, maybe not the forty people who's involved in the playing group, um, but the rest of us can can enjoy the buzz
0: and everything that comes with it. That's what I was going to ask you of saying that they offer that. What do the players do for the next two weeks? But is it a case of you're trying to focus on the game? Obviously, and Armagh want to win the Ulster title. It's not enough for this group. Just to get that final, but because it's been so long, it's the first time for everybody, you probably want to enjoy the build up a wee bit too. So it's a bit of a, trying to find that balance, isn't it? Of focusing but trying to enjoy it. Yeah, the have answered that. Like, I, well, I never had an issue with focusing on stuff,
1: but I always wanted to enjoy it as well. Only small things, like say, for instance, if we we're coming from Cross and you're heading the whole way to Armagh and the amount of houses you're passing, you'll start to see flags out now, like, you don't see flags for. First round, second round, league games, or whatever, but you start to see flags out, you see your ball. Um, and then just in general, everyone wants to talk to you about it. Everything's in good form, everyone's looking forward to it. So, from that aspect, you know, you're living in Crosby I was working across the land. Just you're going to the shops, you're walking around the streets, everyone wants to talk to you about it. And I didn't feel the need to shield myself away from it because I knew, you know, I knew what I had to do in terms of my own preparation for, for training. Uh, To make sure that I was in good shape, Um, and like I said, it is you still have to enjoy this part of it. Like you can't cocoon yourself away because I think what you do there, you overthink it. Um, you know, and it's it's all you have in your mind. Um, where you've nearly too much time to yourself to overthink scenarios, overthink situations. Maybe a wee knock you got. Jesus, am I worse than what uh, I really am? So I try and keep it as as normal as what you as what they do for whether it's a league game. Um. It's get out and about, do whatever you have to do normal days. And to be fair, like management will take care of everything else. He'll call whenever there's train, they'll call whenever you go to the gym, they'll call whenever you're doing recovery. So it's the same thing. Um, same thing. And just yeah, you say enjoy it. Uh it's it's class for matter what age actually you are now, it's great, you know, but particularly say younger ones are the the generation who haven't seen this, um, it'll just be brilliant for them to, to get another big day out in Clonus.
0: In the game itself, Arn obviously the goals were the main difference in the end. And we've been speaking all year about Armand not scoring goals. They scored more on Sunday than they have all year, with four. The the long ball tactic, I suppose, it was evident from the start that this was going to be a tactic we were going to use. They lost the first few, it wasn't working in the first couple of minutes. And then the two goals, when it did work, were probably shots that dropped short. They probably weren't long balls into the square, but... It was it was fairly evident armagh were attacking that full back line, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, they were from from early on, it was sort of a bit reminiscent of the start of the Donegal uh, qualifier game in Clonus last year where we went Route One. Um to be fair to Down, th- they had more numbers where the ball broke. Um, or maybe the delivery just wasn't hectic for ourselves. So that's an area that can be worked on, but it's an area that I love seeing that we're trying. Because of course there's a risk to it. Of course you can give the ball away. They can start breaking the numbers, but there's a massive reward for it. Like we all know goals, goals are more than three points at this stage of the season. Um for the lift that it gives everyone around. And you can only imagine, say, for instance, if, if we do it in the final with the support that they'll be there, um it just it just creates so so much momentum. So from from a playing point of view or a coaching point of view, it was brilliant to see them trying it. It didn't come off. Um, to be honest, with you, the two long ones that that we did put in, you're, like you're talking about, long ones with a bit of trajectory, and them where you know, you're hoping someone can attack it when it, someone comes off the shoulder. Uh, we didn't actually get any goals out of all of them, even though we got four goals. Um, but it it's just it's nice to see it being tried because all it takes is one of them to come off. I, I wouldn't it wouldn't bother me if we kicked in four or five if we get a goal off them um, because you just have to try different things what it also does then is you can frighten another team that they start dropping back then and they start defending around Rian or Andrew whoever it is in the full forward lane and that's where it gives us the pockets of space around the edge of the D or just inside the 45 then where Groogs is coming in striking the ball over the bar um, Supi whoever it is you know because we have the quality of players who can do that and kick from distance Jason, Jason Duffy etc so um, it it just it makes your opponents think as well. Um, instead of just suppose them having a comfort zone of knowing every move you're going to make or or being predictable in how we attack.
0: And the the two goals we got obviously were Kane Mac and Andrew Mernon punched them, but we got two real quality goals as well. The McParland won in the first half. I don't know how many down many he beat. He galloped over a couple of them and fired it to the net and rain as well. Um, the the last I think it was the last goal baiting his man on the end line coming in giving the, the eyes to the keeper and slotting it home and I think the keeper would probably be disappointed but a great goal for Ray and they were two two real highlights of the game weren't they them two goals
1: They where yeah especially uh, Shane's in the first half like to be fair to him that's what you suppose I like saying about him as he's not he did not really overthink things too much you know he just seen a man in front of him that he was going to beat and next thing it ended up, there was maybe another two or three men. And he probably didn't have the option to turn back or to go anywhere else. So he just said, Jesus, should we go on here again? And, you know, it just kept opening up for him. And to be fair, the defending's not great now. I know if we were talking about it from an RMR perspective, you'd be really disappointed to have so many people in the central channel making contact and still getting by. Um, but he didn't. What he had to do, uh, he got past them all, and the, probably the, the best part of it was his finish. It was emphatic. Um, he buried it low and hard, hit it with pure confidence and conviction. Um, and to be honest with you, it was just random people around me, I, I, well, I sort of don't. I was talking to myself, but I just said, "Game over." Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there was no chance I could see them coming back at that stage because I didn't see us conceding goals. Um, and they they weren't going to outpoint us uh, on the day, even the way they were set up and throwing the weather and that into it. So, yeah, it was a massive score to get at that stage. Um, Raymond's one, I have to be honest with you, probably the only time I let a roar out of me the whole day and it, a clubmate or someone who, who you'd be fond of. But um, you could see in his celebration, it was he was probably a bit. Browned off, you know, with the attention that he took the whole day. and um, Like Neil fans probably did what he had to do, but he didn't look for a ball at any stage. Like He just was stood shoving him for whatever that stage that was, maybe 60 minutes. Um, and that, that can be frustrating. But from Rain's point of view, he probably was kept out of it more than we wanted, but he got a pint. He had a lovely ball in for Jason Duffy over the top at that stage. And then instead of staying out round the field and just letting Neil McParland pull and drag and shove him all around the place all day, he took himself right in front of goals where he was dangerous. Um, but to be fair, we played a quality ball into him to his outside. Again, defending wise McParland overcommitted on, on the wrong side. Um, but Ryan he had only one thing in mind. As soon as he seen that ball coming in, he was ready on the half turn, um, and he could say it goes across as if he's, you know, gonna flick it across someone at the back post or whatever and just rolls it in. And I think in terms of the day itself, um you could see a release of, of frustration earlier out of him. But to be fair to him, I'd say maybe uh, everything that's gone on over this past few weeks as well and uh the crap that's gone with um him, it was just probably a release for him. So for me it was class to see him getting that class to see him celebrating it. Um, and I think just in terms of him, even someone as good as him Lewis' confidence, no harm going into the Nelson final because he's going to get the same again, to be fair. Um, but he figured it out the other day, so it's not going to be any like it couldn't be any worse against Derry. Um, don't think a, a Derry player might try and go and get on a ball or something like that there. Um, but he will get the same attention. But he dealt with it, he dealt with it the right way, he figured it out himself on the field, and ultimately. He's seen the game out um, by just putting it to bed, taking himself in front of goal and being clinical with his finish. So, uh, all in all, it sort of was capping off It was definitely a, a super day for Arma.
0: Definitely, Arna. The four different goal scores, twelve different scores in total. And I was just I was reading through Arma scored four ten, and I was reading through the Derry game and they scored one twenty one. So they had twenty two scores with ten scores. Armagh only had 14 scores with 12 different scores, So it just shows you that even when Derry's putting up such a huge tally, there's still, Shane McGuigan still scored nine points for them. Armagh just scoring from everywhere. Everybody was getting in, involved in it. And even I think there was three players off the bench that got a score as well. So do, they just have that attack from anywhere. That Ryan was, was being well marked. Um, Turbo was being well marked. But there was just by stepping up everywhere, Jason Duffy got his two points. Jamar chipped in and then obviously the four goals as well, so it's encouraging for Armagh that they're just scoring from everywhere, and anybody can score, Fokker and O'Neill as well, coming forward from cornerbacks.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, we're going to need that there as well, and the to find there you will give us the opportunities for that there to happen, uh, but it's going to be needed, because like to be fair, two down in terms of their their matchups, they, they've probably got them fairly spot on, um, and they kept their boys quiet, but I, the, the caliber and the quality of them would be very hard to do that to them for two days in a row. Now, I do think we're coming up against a better drill team and just a better quality team again, but like I said, it's it just I know myself I'm only trying to think as, as a player um how I'd be feeling and it just it's you can't describe the the belief you take from going and doing something yourself you know, you can talk all you want or Geezer or McKeever um, or Donny could give whatever advice or guidance or whatever from you know, their own playing days or you know, try and fill them with as much confidence from that there, but going and doing it yourself is where it, where it matters the most so that's the most pleasing thing for the boys like some of them have been there, your, your Rory, Aden's, say even Morgan didn't play there, you know, those boys come out of the sort of nearly minors 2008 it's so been a bloody long time and just you know, just even get stage deal with this themselves um the the confidence boost that they'll have taken from from that will be absolutely
0: massive and as you say it's going to be a tougher test the next day talking about Ray O'Neill getting marked Chrissy mcKgue's going to be he's probably renowned as the best small marker maybe in in the country at the minute it's going to be a huge step up barn isn't it because Derry they're coming in with confidence here they're the the champions they're looking back to back They've been very impressive against Fermanagh and against Monaghan. It's it's going to be a step up for Armagh, isn't
1: it? Ah, it is. Um, like, uh, there's no doubt about it. Like, and there's a a bullishness or a cockiness about Rory Gallagher and and his team and how they're going. And I suppose, to be fair, it's they would have to say where they've come from and the level of consistency that they've put in this past few years, The vast majority of it's fairly entitled. But you know, like there's so much that we can do well. Um, you know, some so many areas and avenues that we can cause them problems as well. Um like the big one is you're talking about us getting scores from everywhere and, and that's something that like Derry are they, they're dictating everything in terms of how any game goes Um, but I think in doing that there what they're also doing is they're giving you ample opportunity to punish them Um, so that's sort of we're talking like we have a spread of scores from everywhere well we need to say right that's fine we know how they are going to play we know the shape that they want to bring to a game but it's all well and good knowing that they're it's putting the heat on them that you create them turnovers to then punish them with the space that they give us. Um, you know, so that's the proactive approach that we need to have. You can't be stupid in terms of like leaving them wide open or chasing, you know, into areas that they want you to, so then they can exploit us because they're they're perfectionists at that. That's where they were getting all the goals from last year. They're probably not getting as many goals now, but they're getting the points because. They're putting basically 15 men up inside your 45 and looking for one on ones to get scores off it. Um, but again, I think they're going to face a step up in quality from what they've faced so far. They're going to see a step up in individual quality, uh, let alone if, as a collective. um, in terms of what they'll face against themselves. And um, so it's it's been proactive from us in saying yes, we know how they're going to play, but how are we going to punish them? How are we going to counteract? With where are going to, or even more importantly, like. What what's their tactics? Like how can we implement their tactics in them instead of, you know, running around playing to to Derry or, or Roy Gallagher's tune for seventy minutes and Clonus?
0: And that's what I was going to ask you. How difficult is that? Because there's so much talk about Derry. There's so much analysis of them, where they've come from, how how um they've come from Division Four, the way Geller has them set up, the way like Armagh they're sort of attacking from everywhere with Owen Lynch coming up from Nets as well. We'll probably see him and Ethan Mark in each other, maybe at some stage in the Ulster final. But how difficult is that for Armagh not to constant not not that I'm saying not to concentrate in Derry, but Armagh have to play their own game as well and bring their own style to it and not not forget. What has got them here in the first place? That's the biggest issue, not not the biggest issue. That's the biggest focus as far as I'm
1: concerned between now and then. Because if you listen to the hype and you listen to the noise, we might as well bother turning up. And I'm not saying that there, like, to be a cute carry here or something out like there. Like that, that's just the way it is. This, this, is, this happened with Donegal Gall as well. This whole narrative that you can't beat these—they're too fit, they're too strong, they're getting scores from too many places. You know, they're invincible. I've seen this narrative before, you know, and you can be everybody has beaten. Like Limmer Curlers were going to be the greatest team ever and they were going to do five in a row, you know, and next thing they're after losing at the weekend. And sure, people are saying they're not going to do the four in a row. So if you front up to something or you go after it hard enough as a collective with genuine belief, you can you can you can take anybody on your day, you know? And uh, um that would always have been my thought. Like I would have I, I, I love like playing the big teams, the top players, because to be honest with you, that's where you want to test yourself against and beat them. That's where you get like there's no point in doing all the, the training and you know, the voting your whole life to something, you know, you have to go out of your comfort zone of some stage, you have to try and take on the top players. So in terms of who's the best team in Ulster at the moment, it's Derry and there's there's no doubt about that there, the Derry. They're the reign and Ulster champions, they're they're going for back to back, um, but they're not invincible. Um, you know, and and that's the big thing. That's the big focus for us is try and get fresh this week, try and clear up a few niggles that we have. But it's it's having a genuine confidence in yourself individually and as your group collectively that we have the players, we have the setup, um, and we have the knowledge within our own tactics that we can counteract whatever they want to do and implement their own game plan on them. Because um, if, if we don't, I, I can guarantee you you will win the game. You know, if we try to beat Derry at Derry's game, they're the masters at that, so they'll win that. If we try and be cagey and just sit back and hope that they might turn over enough ball, um, that we could maybe make something happen again, that's just not going to happen because they won't give you the ball, um. So we have to be able to absorb what they want, but still have the capability to go and punish them as well, um, and that would be the biggest focus for me, like. If I was in, involved in that group too, I, I have no interest in sitting and talking about Derry for the next two weeks. I want to talk about us. I want to talk about, you know, what we're going to do, what's their plan, who's going to be marking who, how are we going to exploit space, uh, what pockets are we looking to get the ball to, who are we looking to get into them pockets to get our shots off. Um, really, that's that, that'd be my biggest focus if I was playing. Um, and he said, everybody's are the ones that can go out and win this. And, um, you know, but... Doing what they
0: do best. I think we'll we'll worry about dairy next week. We'll enjoy the fact that we're in an Ulster final this week and is get the flags up, get everything ready for two weeks time, and we'll hopefully get an Ulster title back in Armagh for first time in a long time. We'll be back next week. We'll have hopefully another preview show with a, a special guest, a Derry guest next week, and then we'll obviously be back with the our review show discussing the Ulster final and everything that goes away, along with it. We'll be bringing loads of previews, we'll be bringing loads of reports on all the club action coming up this week and next week as well. Aaron, thanks very much for coming on, appreciate your time. Not a matter tears cheers.